we're back here at Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Heather McGee. And I'm Laura Koo. Today we're talking about putting yourself first. This is Heather. So I met Carson a long time ago, a real long time ago. Uh, We matched on Bumble. I swiped right on him because immediately he stood out like right away. Like he, I think Laura, you might've seen him or I sent you pictures or something. You can Mm -hmm. just tell he's got his own thing going on. He's got his own sense of style. You can tell he's got a sense of humor that he's very confident. Uh, He just stood out. He was creative. Yeah, as previously established, he was clearly a weirdo in all the best ways. <laughs> uh, we started talking and I quickly found that he was funny. He was a dad. He was a musician. He was divorced. We had lots in common. Uh, I also work in a creative field. We were both writers. So it was really fun to be able to talk about those things and make jokes about at the time I, you know, we were able to make jokes about our work, uh, you know, and actually like give each other advice and all those things. That was kind of fun. And I fell hard. I really did. Like pretty immediately. It was one of those things like, oh, this this works. This really works. I think sometimes you match with people and you're like, oh, this is fun. This is fine. But this was more than that. This was, yeah. we have a lot in common. Um, we both have the same sense of humor. We both laughed at the same things. He and I were the same. And that artistically, we, we have, there's no in the middle. There's no mediocre. We either love amazing, like fine art you know, won 800,000 awards stuff, or we like the, the worst shittiest stuff you've ever heard. Like, for example, I love Justin Bieber and I am unapologetic about it. His Mm -hmm. music isn't great. I love it. He also loved reality TV. So it was just, we had that in common. It was actually pretty funny. Um, he was also one of the few men I've matched with who called me on the phone. Who calls you? This is so interesting because, yeah, like I don't call anybody at all, but there's, yeah, an interesting where people just think it's no big deal still. It's fascinating. Yeah. I still remember like we exchanged numbers and pretty shortly after he just called me. He had a break at work and he just called me. He was like, hey, this is Carson. Thought I would just uh, call to hear your voice. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Just a chat. You know, he was hilarious. He was hilarious. Um, He was romantic, thoughtful, really smart, empathetic. I mean, again, I felt hard pretty immediately. I was like, this is exciting. It's rare that I get this excited about someone. Like I would say maybe every once every six months, I meet someone that I get excited about. And this was one of those. Well, especially before you even met, like this is just a match. Like at that stage, it's really hard to get excited about somebody at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'd been dating for a minute, so I wasn't totally green. I was not fresh meat, as they say. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was not small talk. We immediately went to inside jokes and talking about things we cared about. It got deep. We had some really unusual things in common. Yeah. It just, it really stood out in a lot of ways. Like this was something special. Right after we matched, we both had several trips planned. So we couldn't meet immediately. Um, But we FaceTimed, we chatted a ton, we made plans to go out as soon as he got back from his trip and I got back from mine. But then he disappeared Mm -hmm. two days before we were supposed to go on our date. I I stopped hearing from him totally. And he did not respond to my text. I triple texted him. Like, that's how you know I was into him. I triple texted that guy. 
Just um, maybe, maybe he'll respond. Nope. I know. What well, was so weird? I was like, what in the world happened? Like, I knew nothing had happened between us. Like, it, it, things were great. And then all of a sudden, he was just gone. I texted him the night before our day to check in. Nothing. One more time the next afternoon. Nothing. I was really sad. I remember you and I were talking. I was like, what is happening here? This it was so just weird. so weird to just completely drop off that way. Yeah. So he's, I think he's the only match I have ever triple texted. Cause I was just like, I don't <laughs> even care. I don't even care. I like you that much. I was left so confused and so sad. It didn't make any sense at all. So I was just like, okay. And you know, and I moved on fast forward a year, 365 days a year. Um, at the time, I was between relationships and swiping. Who should pop up on Bumble? Carson. I literally almost dropped, my, I almost dropped my phone when I saw him. I was like, you. <laughs> Carson, the conundrum. Uh, he was actually, he had swiped on me. That's why I saw him. He swiped on me. I saw him because I'm one of those idiots that pays for Bumble because I'm just like to know everything. I'm an information person. I like to know it all. And I checked my these men like you section on bumble and there was carson that's where i saw him i mean that's like, just wild in itself because it's like what you doing what you doing there like where'd you come from also you have my phone number like yeah yeah he had my phone number i don't know if maybe he was like doing it to see if i if it was okay for us to get mm-hmm. back in contact maybe he was testing the waters i've found a lot of the men that i have met are a little bit I'm braver than most of them. Like if I have something to say to someone, I I text them and I say it. Like I have no problem doing that. It's okay if they don't respond or if they don't respond the way I want them to, that's okay. But I'm not that person that like tiptoes around things or goes on eggshells. If I like you, you know it. So that was just interesting to me that he like tested the waters on it. Okay. Yeah. And I remember when I saw him, I sent you the screenshot, Laura, and we were both like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, cause you remembered him too. We all knew yeah. about this guy. And I wanted to know what happened. I wanted the rest of the story, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I remember you were excited about him for me too. I think I remember you saying he's the kind of guy that I see you with, like mm-hmm, in real, in a sure. real way. Just so much about him was so great. Um, other than the, you know, disappearing on me without a trace. That part that was part, not a big fan of that part. But. <laughs> I took a breath and I decided to take a chance and swipe right. Because I just, I wanted to know. I really wanted to know, even though I was worried he'd disappear on me again. Um, I also want to say something about this. I think sometimes, because you and I have talked about this, and I think it's happened to me more than you. I don't know why this is. Maybe I gravitate to more um, unstable men. I'm not sure. But I experience more of the boomerang effect. Like men Mm -hmm. who I will match with or go on a date with, it doesn't work out. And then like a year later, they want to talk to me again. And what is frustrating to me, it's like they think I have amnesia. I remember what you did the last time. I remember how you treated me. I remember how you talked to me, you know, and they come back thinking like, I I don't understand what the disconnect is because it's not like they come back and say, hey, I know I was, I did not treat you super well last time. I've been thinking about it. I, you know, I would love to make it right or talk like nobody does that. They just act like it didn't happen. Like legit, like I have amnesia, which drives (laughs) me crazy, to be honest. Like, are we all just going to pretend we're going to pretend that didn't happen? Really? So past that. So I was worried that that was going to happen with us, which it did. Anyway, I swiped right. 
Um, and I, I, I took a chance, you know, I sent him the initial note because Bumble makes you do that. You know, I know Bumble's supposed to be empowering for women, but I don't see it that way. I just see it as a way to put more work on even more work on women. I hate it. And then I have to like, think about what I was going to say. And I get one shot and I need to be funny or whatever. And then you have to watch the clock tick down on whether it's going to expire if they don't pick up the thread. I hate everything about Bumble. Sorry, Bumble. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be like the woman's app. I don't. I don't think it is. I think it's the man's app, to be honest. I do think the options are better there, but mm, I just, I really don't like that part. Okay. And on the flip side, my Tinder's full of people who never responded to my initial message and they never like expire. So I get that's the point of Bumble is to not like have your, to put some urgency in responding, but nobody does and it just disappears. Anyway, that's my, my beef with Bumble. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. All right. So when I wrote him, I said, hey, so- do you remember me? I wanted to make sure this wasn't a mistake because there was part of me was like, do you like not even remember me? And that's why, like, you know, I was worried about that. And he wrote back and he was, and he wrote a really nice note. Actually, he was like, I 100% remember you. I remember we never went on a date. I would love to text you and talk to you. I was like, okay, maybe this will be okay. I was like, all right, you have my number. He's like, great. So he did. Um, He said he had things to tell me. We picked right back up where it was. It was fun. It was engaging. He was the same person he he was before. Um, It it was the connection was still there. But I was wondering, I was wondering what happened. We picked right back up. We made a date for a week later. We wasted no time this time to go get coffee because he said, you know, I'd really love to talk to you about what's been going on with me this year. I'd love to catch up on your life. It's been a lot's been going on and things are finally settling down. I was like, okay, clearly he's got something to talk to me about. So maybe Mm -hmm. he's not going to pretend I have amnesia and forgot what happened last time. We were supposed to go on an afternoon to go get coffee on a work day. Uh, We were supposed to go get afternoon coffee. But then that morning, I did my hair and makeup. I looked so cute. I really did. Um, only for him to cancel. Ugh. I had already gotten ready for the day, which I, I hate that so much. It takes like a good hour and a half to get ready for a date from shower to like looking extra cute and to get canceled on right before the date. If there's any men listening, do not do that. If you're going to cancel, cancel the night before, because if they've already done their hair and makeup, it's not going to go well for you if you actually want to go out with them. So, but he wrote me, I, I decided to like not be reactive. He said his work, his work blew up, which we work in a field where that happens, especially if you work, um, cause we both work in creative fields and he was agency side and that is his life. And I get it. So I was like, okay, I'll give you a pass on this one, which was probably my first mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, his computer was locked up and he was like, I'm sorry, I can't, what are you doing? Uh, Wednesday night. Can you go get a drink after work? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I can. Um, we made a date at this really great bar in Evanston, uh, ward eight. If anybody lives over there, the Jeremy, who is one of the owners and bartenders, I just had the best time hanging out with him. I learned a lot about Amaro actually. So I highly recommend that bar. If you live in the area, anyway, we met over there. I was still skeptical that was going to happen. I remember Mm -hmm. Laura texted you. I was like, well, I'm just going to act like this isn't happening until I'm actually there. And he's sitting in front of my face. I kept the faith that it was going to happen. Like I was like, I feel like in Carson's corner for a good chunk of time. So I felt positive about it. Yeah. Laura is a really great sidekick because she is that person that will keep you reasonable. But there's a certain point where she's like, drop the hammer. This is done. <laughs> it's very like on off. So she's like, well, maybe. Well, let's let's not jump to conclusions. And then in, there'll be a certain point where she will also be 
that friend's like, drop it, walk away. This is over. You're no. done. <laughs> um, so lo and behold, there was a miracle. We actually met up. He walked in that door. I thought he looked so good. It was like, it was everything from the way he dressed, from the way he showed up. We did a, we both ordered whiskeys, neat uh, to start hanging out. I was like, this is, this is good. You know, we're on the same page here. This is a real thing. It was immediately so comfortable. It was so great. Um, we were at that bar for six hours. We eventually ordered dinner. It was one of those dates where it's like, I don't really want to leave, but we have to because we both have to work tomorrow and it's almost midnight. Um, he asked me so many questions. We made so many dumb jokes. Uh, it was really wonderful, actually. We got into a lot of really deep conversations um, about some things that had happened throughout our life that we had in common. I had a great time. It was a real connection over the past year. He had had some major things happen in his life. He actually had ended up in the hospital for multiple months. And I was like, okay, you know, my heart softened. I was like, you have had a lot going on that wasn't appropriate for you to tell me at the time. I get it. Both of us had siblings that struggled with some medical conditions, which I've never met someone who went through that before. So we had that in common. It created an immediate bond. Just all these things we had in common. And it led to this really deep, meaningful connection. He walked me to my car and we had this ridiculous lightning strike first kiss. <laughs> it was totally PG. Like, that's how you know it's a good kiss. It was 100,000% PG, but it was amazing. You know, and we didn't care. We were there on the street in Evanston. I'm sure the people walking around us were like, okay, you guys. But it was really great. We didn't care. So he did want me to go home with him, but I'm just not in a hurry in that department anymore. It's not, you know, I remember when I first started dating, I was more likely to do that. And now it's like, mm, we're probably going to go on five or six dates before that's even a possibility because I'm just not, that's not my thing anymore. I, well, I like to be, see how someone's going to be first before I take that step. Like a lot of men will do whatever they, you know, like I just don't trust it. I don't trust it until I see some consistency over time. Um, Cause I'm just not that thirsty anymore. Well, you had also waited long enough for this one. So it's like kind of, you know, like waited out a little bit more. And this was like a slow burn over a year. So like give it a minute. And yeah, also with this one too, like that consistency is even more important because you already had one false start with him. So yeah, I would want to see more as well. Yeah. I mean, I think just because of the circumstances and the context and the history there, I wanted to see if he was going to keep showing up. You know, like I knew we had this connection, but I had doubts about his how, you know, how's he going to treat me? I know this is a real connection, but how's he going to be? Is this going to work for me? Am I going to feel good about this? Um, so I just wanted to see more there before I took that step. So we kept texting and the texting was pretty great. It was clear. We were both really into it. It was very romantic. We made another date. We were so excited about it. And then three hours before our date. He canceled because he was too tired. He said he was too tired from his weekend. And could we meet later in the week? Of <laughs> course, I had already done my hair and makeup <laughs> because I was going to meet him right after work. So I got ready, you know, earlier in the day, which so that's twice now, twice mm -hmm. in like a week and a half. He had done that to me. I was so, so disappointed in him. I acknowledge his text so that he knew I got it. I did that passive aggressive, you know, where you just like, like it and you don't say <laughs> anything. So he knew I knew. Um, and then actually I texted Laura and we went to a movie. Yeah, Laura got my cutest self at the movie. <laughs> you know, and Laura and I talked about it a little bit and later I did send him a text and I was straight out that I need consistency. I can't do this roller coaster because it feels so disrespectful to me in my time. 
It really does. It felt so, I didn't say this part, but you know, this is where I stopped short. I've learned that when I text someone, when I'm upset, dial it down three notches and the dial down version is what you send. Don't send the mm-hmm. like hellfire text, which is what I wanted to send. Um, cause that's just not nice. So let's not do that. Um, I told him that especially because he disappeared last time, this was hard for me to give him another chance. Like this was hard for me to give him the second chance a year later because I was unsure how he was going to be. I gave him that chance. And this, I told him this feels real. I think there's something deeper here, but I can't date somebody that isn't consistent that I can't rely on that. I don't know when you're going to be here and when you're not. And it just made me really sad because I was into him, but I can't, I can't do this. He never responded. And that was the end of Carson, the conundrum. I mean, I have to say that I am shocked and disappointed that he just left you on red like that. It's so weird to just like tap out in that way rather than like, I don't know. It's not like you guys had not really, if you didn't have a connection or if you didn't end up meeting this time around or whatever, but like. Once you had met and gone out, it was kind of more, it was more real. Yeah. Well, it was just like, what are you doing? Like you, you, you reached out to me a year later, you know, mm-hmm. what happened yeah, and he started time. it again. Yeah. Like, come on, Carson. Like I, I, I it, none of it made sense to me. I mean, it did reveal to me that like, I don't shy away from things. Like there's something needs to be talked about. I will, we will talk about it. I'm not going to pretend. And some people are just not like that. You know, they're just not, they're more passive. Uh, They would rather not deal with it. He does have other things going on in his life, uh, but that doesn't, one thing I've learned through this dating journey is that, yes, we all have big things going on in our lives, but that doesn't mean you let someone treat you poorly. It might Mm -hmm. mean maybe they shouldn't be dating, you know, maybe they're not in a place to be dating. If they're going to keep canceling on you, even if they're into you a few hours before, Maybe their life is too messy to be dating right now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I've had to process this because I was so disappointed that for you that like it came back around and then it just fizzled out in such a weird way. How are you since all this went down? I still feel pretty disappointed. Honestly, it was the kind of connection where I was like, oh, this could be it. Like big it, capital Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm pretty disappointed. You know, I've met two to three men since my divorce where there was that deep, real connection. Funnily, none of them have panned out. Actually, I would say two, two. Um, and this guy was actually compatible. The The first one was Sean, the smoke show, who we had a really strong connection, but I knew in the end it was not going to go all the way. It was just really wonderful for what it was. Mm-hmm. Carson, we were compatible in a very real way where this could have gone all the way. Like I saw it, I felt it. Um, and I honestly, I think he did too. I think this is just where he's at in his life right now that he can't show up correctly for another person, which shows, I don't know that he is dating. He's been very, he was very open with me that it was not his thing. Um, so I don't know. It's just, I'm really disappointed. It was, a, you know, just none of these guys where I had an immediate deep connection have panned out. And I think that's a phenomenon that I hear about a lot. There's something in those men that I recognize. It's not toxic, but it just hasn't really gone all the way yet. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. That was a, that was a hard one. Cause like you said, I noticed early on, like this is, that was your, your type and somebody that you're really drawn to. And so that's hard because I feel like that is so few and far for everybody, everybody's specific quote unquote type. Like it's hard to find someone that kind of just fits in the right way. Yeah. 
So you talked a little bit, I think you mentioned this like earlier in the episode, um, the who and the how, what is that to you? Um, well, I have kind of a strategy when I date, I always think about who my date is. And then I also think about how they treat me. I think those are two different things. One is what you're attracted to. You know, who is this person? I want to get to know them and connect to them. And then there's a side of how do they treat me? How do they show up? Um, And sometimes one part is really great and the other part is not. And when you find both, a lot of times that's like the big love, right? And Mm -hmm. it's rare. It doesn't show up all the time. Um, You know, in Carson's case or in Sean the Smoke Show's case, I was bonkers for the who. The who (laughs) I was all about in all ways. They were 100,000% the kind of men I want to be with. All cylinders, all cylinders firing. But I also care about how they show up with me. Are they considerate? Are they respectful? Are they unselfish? Are they loving? Are they trying to get to know me? Are they healing and working on themselves? You know, those are questions I ask myself. Like, how are they showing up here? Um, If I'm really into them, how are they treating me? For Carson, he was my type for, for, for Carson, he was my type to a T, but I did not like the way he showed up. I had to cut it off. I had to cut it off. Like, what am I supposed mm-hmm. to do? Like, get ready and never know if he was going to cancel at the last minute or be inconsistent or, you know, he had so much going on. I never knew what was going to happen. I just think sometimes women especially will twist themselves and they will accept less from a man because they're crazy for them. And they make all these excuses like, oh, he's got a lot going on. Oh, he just got divorced. And I think it really makes you a little, uh, you're not doing your best there because you're forgetting to think critically. Um, which I think is a valuable thing to do when you're dating. One of my biggest lessons has been that thinking critically about who I'm dating and what it actually feels like is so, so important. Aside from how much I might be into them. How are they making me feel? Are they making me feel grounded and centered or are they making me nuts? Like, which one is it? And as I've gotten more confident, I've gotten so much better at cutting things off with zero angst. Like I cut things off right away with Carson and I actually felt fine about it. I was sad. I was disappointed. I wish it would have gone differently, but there was no part of me that felt like I should have given him any more chances. He showed me who he was. I'm not going to waste my time. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with someone who can't consider me, who can't communicate well, because no matter how great the connection feels, eventually that poorly executed how is going to be enough to make me resentful, to make me bitter and miserable. And I'm just at a point in my life where I don't want to deal with that. I want someone who makes me happy, who makes me feel Mm -hmm. good, who I can trust and like rely on. Um, Because while you may be okay making excuses at the beginning, six months later, you're going to, you're going to be mad. You're going to be upset and you're going to have a lot of, you know, get out of here feelings. And I, I just, that's not my thing. Yeah. Do you regret giving Carson a second chance though? No, I don't, because now I know for sure that is just who he is and how he operates in the world. Um, He was one of those matches that I always wondered about. I don't usually uh, Mm -hmm. actually give people a second chance. I think I used to, you know, a couple years ago. And now I don't. If it falls apart, we're done. We're done for good. But he was one of those matches that I always wondered about. I felt like we never really got off the ground. He was one who stuck with me. I mean, I remember when he popped back up. Everyone around me was so excited because we all saw it. Everybody saw it. So I'm glad I gave it another chance. I think I handled it really well. I'm glad I did not go home with him that first night. I'm glad that in the end I chose myself and I didn't drag it out as soon as I knew. And I, 
you know, I think this was a, an opportunity to, to show, you know, like sometimes we've talked about how we try to get men to act right. You know, we're like, oh, well, I will text this. I will say that I will twist myself in that way to see if he starts mm-hmm. acting right. And I don't really do that anymore. I think about it more like, is your behavior turning me on? Is it attractive? No, we're done. You know, and, and thinking more about how I feel about it. Do I want someone who cancels on me multiple times a few hours before for reasons that feel kind of dumb? No, I do not. That's not attractive. Yeah. You kind of throw around, or I feel like we talk a lot about this, like, he's just not that into you, blah, 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 or, you know, kind of that, that idea. Um, And it felt like he was really into you, but again, he was like kind of doing this last minute cancellation thing. Like, what do you think about that? Like kind of where he was at? I think, and this is me, I'm going to be fully self-aware that this is a bit of like armchair diagnosing. I think this is how he operates. I really do. I actually don't think it was about me at all. Um, I don't think my, I think that he is perhaps fairly self-centered and thinks about what he's got going on. You know, and a lot of men are like that and women are not Mm -hmm. good at it. You know, like probably we should prioritize ourselves more and be a little bit more selfish, but I think he really was focused on himself, prioritized himself. I think this is how he shows up. I think this is how he dates. He doesn't see the big deal. Um, he's one of those people that likes to be last minute spontaneous and I'm not, I I have so much going on. I got to plan it out. Sorry. I think this is what he's able to contribute. I think for some people, the way they show up in dating, that's what they're capable of. And it doesn't matter whether they're into you or not. That's what they're capable of. I just think, you know, there's this whole idea as we've discussed that men will do what they want. And I think that is true, but I also think that's very simplistic. I don't actually think a lot of times it's about you at all. It's about what they've got going on. It's about what they're thinking about. It's about what they're ready for, what their life looks like. And it's also about their character. Like, you know, I I don't know that I've, ever canceled on someone with that shorter notice I canceled like the day before because I was like I'm not into this but I at least did it the night before no one had done their hair and makeup (laughs) I just think he has a lot going on in his life and he may not be able to date in a way that works for most women or at least it doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. yeah it's just again it was just such a tough one because it was starting to like feel invested like in a like a real way not a real way but like a this is a connection. And I feel like once you get that connection so often, it's fine if it doesn't pan out. But again, it is very surprising when someone just like goes cold. Yeah. I, I think he just had so much going. I mean, what he had going on in his life, I knew was very serious. I don't think he was able to date. I really yeah. don't. But then you like use your words. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> struggle no. with that. No, I agree. And I, um, I think some people just have a hard time talking. They have a hard time communicating. And I'm. this is not an excuse. This is just more statement of fact. Yeah. I just think we like to paint, especially women are bad about this, painting men with a bad brush. Or <laughs> that was Freudian, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> painting men with a broad brush of like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to date. They're terrible. No relationship skills. And while I'm not going to say that's wrong, I also think it's very simplistic. You know, like men have stuff going on too that they care about. Um, Sometimes they don't show up well in dating and the whole idea of making it about you, like, oh, he's just not into you. Mm, Okay. But men have their own things going on, like reducing them to a meme or a cartoon. I don't know. That's just never sat right with me. It really hasn't. It's so simple. Also, Carson's a dad. 
And so, and it seems like he shows up as a dad in a really great way. And so one could argue the fact that like, well, he can do it in that part of his life. Why can't he do it in the other part of his life? But maybe it's the opposite of he's really focused and tapped in in that way and really neat and tidy and careful about it, that some of the other stuff gets a little bit messy because he kind of has to, you know, that's how his priorities are, which is so important. Sometimes you just, it is hard to do both. Yeah. I mean, I will say he is the dad I would have loved to have had. Like he, uh, he seems so awesome with his kid, like dressing up in costumes, taking him all Mm -hmm. over the world, showing him things, teaching him things. They go, you know, do hilarious things, go off to sushi, go on bike rides. Like he is such a good dad and so devoted there. I mean, I, I know he didn't date much. Like I would even say hardly at all. Um, at least from what he told me, I would not be surprised if, his kid and his work got most of his energy, especially considering the health issues that he was dealing with. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my take on it too, especially that last cancellation. And I think he had told you he was tired or, you know, there, and I was like, well, he has some health issues and that can absolutely just, you know, make your day go in an unexpected way and that you do just legitimately run out of energy. And I think that's totally plausible, but again, it's kind of how you go about it. Like, how you respect someone else's time as well. It's a big thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, for me, if you're going to go someone, you know, from like a year ago and then like the next year you get a second chance and say, you know, and for me, like I knew he'd been out and about hanging with friends all weekend. And he was like, Oh, I'm too Mm -hmm. tired to hang out with you. I'm sorry. That's not going to sit well with me. Like it'd be different if you went to, you were working all weekend. Like that's a little different, but like, I know for me, if I have a date scheduled with someone I'm excited about, I'm not missing it. Like you, you're mm-hmm. not, there's no, no way I'm missing it. Um, and if I have a lot going on that weekend, I'll cancel something. So I'm in good shape for my date. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know. It just did not sit right with me. I was not turned on. So I called it off. Yeah. I think I've also experienced, like you see that difference of somebody who makes you a priority in a healthy way, but they still make you a priority versus those that just, they just don't. And you can feel that difference. And when you see someone who can go the extra mile and then you look back at the ones who weren't really putting an effort in, you're like, Oh, well, they could have been doing that too. They didn't, they didn't want to. And I think that's a big piece of, or they just weren't in that position to be able to do it. But it is when you see somebody who's like, no, you're a priority and I'm going to make sure that I see you or that we do this or that I I stick with what our plans are. And like, that is, I mean, there's simple things, but it, it speaks volumes often. Well, and too, like I always push on that too, because yes, I think if men want, I think sometimes it's true. If men want to, they'll make you a priority. But I also think some men, that's how they treat everyone. I mean, like think about all the husbands out there that are not great husbands, you know, like supposedly this is someone they chose to spend the rest of their life with yeah. and they're, they're not really making an effort. And, you know, and then there's also like other men that I just, I, there are a few men I've dated that like, I can't imagine them making a big effort. I don't see them being the guy to plan great dates or bringing flowers or, you know, writing love letters or, you know, being really thoughtful. I don't see them doing that with anyone. Yeah. I think I also look at like early stages of dating, like what kind of friendships does somebody have? Like how do, how do those relationships in their life function are there? And sometimes like early on, it can be kind of hard if somebody's like, you know, 
time is really like enveloped with some of their friendships. They're like, what about me? But then it's like, oh, but how are you showing up for your friends and what are you doing? And that is so important. And somebody who kind of sticks by their friends and makes them, you know, a healthy priority is something that I want to see because that's how they value people in their lives. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to be disappointed about this. I think, (laughs) I mean, I, I don't have any like angst or emotions about it. I mean, we only went on one date, but like, it was one of those things where like, oh, that you're, you're the one like that. That was kind of like, you are this person I've been wanting to meet out of all the many, many dates I've gone on. You're the kind of person that I would want to build something real with. And this might be capital I it like Mm -hmm. the thing. So it's just disappointing. I mean, I I have zero regrets. I did the right thing. Like, again, it's not going to work if that person's not showing up in a way that is great. Like it, no matter what, it's going to fall apart at a certain point if two people can't treat each other in a really healthy way. Um, it was just disappointing. I think at least a lot of the women that I know, I think sometimes feel a little disheartened because it feels like you never meet someone with, and I'm not even saying being nuts about it. Like, I mean, when I say something like, I just haven't met that person where you have it all firing at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's kind of disheartening. It really is. Like I'm being real here for a minute because I, I'm not that person that has like ridiculous checklists or whatever of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, they're the big things that really matter. And like out of all the many dates I've been on, I just have not met that person where the big things are all covered. What, what do you think your big, you know, takeaways are from this time with Carson? It's actually a positive one, despite my disappointment. Um, this experience actually gave me a lot of self-confidence and it showed me how much I've grown. There was no triple texting this time. There's a single text. Um, every once in a while, I just, I get these whirlwind romance situations and they're always wonderful. They're always such a treat. They make you so happy. They feel so good. And you're like, oh, the lights turn on in there. You know, it's like something that reminds you that like, there you've got stuff going on in there and it's really wonderful it also made me feel good to know that I've gotten to a place where I'm not starved for love anymore I'm not just like sitting here with my hand out for whatever I can get um and I think I was in that place a few years ago you know like I I've learned to fill my cup myself I don't need someone else to do it for me um and so I say I say no most of the time Mm -hmm. I can give love to myself and that doesn't mean I, and that means I don't put up with things that I shouldn't, you know, I should not put up with that. Someone that I'm having to go too far to create this positive situation. And it's not hard for me to say no anymore. So I feel really good about it. Actually, despite the fact that I'm disappointed, I wish it would have gone differently. I wish he would have shown up differently. I actually feel really good about it. It was a good boost to my self-confidence and it was nice. It was nice. The time that we did spend together, that was nice. You know, that short Mm -hmm. amount of time. So I'm just going to take it for what it was. Appreciate it. Let it go. It's really all you can hope for at the end of all of that. Um, And yeah, it's hard for him to crop back up. And then not have it go the way that I think you wanted it to go. But I think there's also that piece of you would have always wondered what it was like to meet him in person. Like I have that with certain people. I'm like, oh, I never got to meet you. And I'm so curious about you. So at least you kind of got to close the loop on that, even though. And again, I think also you learned more about 
the why behind the original and kind of who he was on a lot of different levels and sometimes that's nice just to know like was your gut correct about certain things and you know otherwise it would have been a mystery yeah for sure it's all good i'm glad i had the experience that was carson well i think that's all we've got this week y'all we'll see you next week talk to you later Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms, because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.